The IT crowd is marked not fair for NBC on March 8th, 2007. Let's put 22 minutes on the clock. Pilot study, Chris and Grimes. They're talking all of your favorite shows, but only the pilot episode. That means the first show, in case you didn't know. Well, you never know what show they're going to talk about, but they're only going to talk about the first one. And that's the premise behind Pilot Study. Hello and welcome to Pilot Study episode number 30. My name is Chris Lantine and I'm your host. And today I'm joined, as usual, by my co-host. His name is Grimes. Welcome, Grimes. Hello, sir. Happy to be here. Happy to have you here. But we also have a guest host. His name is Alan Miller. He is the co-host of the Vinyl Crawl podcast. And he's also a writer for modern-vinyl.com. Did I miss anything, Alan? I don't think so. No, that's that's about it. That that about sums you up in a nutshell. Yep, that's everything. You are. <laughs> that's it. What's your what's your, what's your home base again? I'm in uh, right outside of Bowling Green, Kentucky. Bowling oh wow, Green, Kentucky. So yep. today we are doing the U.S. version of the IT crowd. Now, first off, you are an IT guy, are you not, Alan? I am. Yes, my day job is as a sysadmin at a local telecommunications company. So this is going to hit very much home to you. If there's this any, show if there's is, any it's, technical, it's about my life. If there's yes. any technical mistakes, you're going to be able to pick them up. This is, of course, part of our unaired theme month. So far, we have done Revenge of the Nerds. And Grimes, remind me, what was the first crap pile we watched? Oh, man. Clerks. <laughs> so clerks. Clerks, yes. Clerks. <laughs> we also did Clerks. <laughs> Uh, we are continuing in this with the unaired and American version of the IT crowd. So, guys, let's jump right into it. I want to get first into the casting of Joel McHale as yes. our main character, whose name I believe is Roy, right? Yeah, yes. is he Roy on the I, American? It's Roy, yeah. I think, it's Roy. yeah, I think he's Roy. If you are unaware, the IT crowd was a show that ran for four or five seasons over in England, um, ending yep. in 2013. It starred Chris O'Dowd and Richard Iowadi. Uh, Richard Iowadi returns in this series to play the same exact character, which we'll get into in a second. But mm. Chris, o- Chris O'Dowd, who you may know from uh, Bridesmaids, and I believe he had an HBO show. At one point, I he think. was on. Wasn't he on Girls? He was on Girls, yes. Um, but he also had his own HBO show. Um, it was like Family Tree, or I'm probably butchering that name really bad. <laughs> but anyways, in this in this version, he is replaced by Joel McHale, who of course is in Community and Talk Soup. And so I want to get right into McHale's casting because I think that's kind of at the core of what exactly is wrong with this U.S. adaptation. Alan, what did you think of Mikael? What do you think of him generally, and how do you think he fit the tone of the original and kind of what they're trying to transport here? Yeah, let me. I guess let me start with how I feel of Joel McHale in general. Mm-hmm. I tend to like him in things. I like him in Community. I liked him on Talk Soup. Um, but that's kind of where the problem lies in this U.S. adaptation of IT Crowd. Because he's way too smug and yeah. like self-assured to work as a uh, to work as being cast as an IT person. He's got way too much self-confidence in everything he does to make it believable at all that he works in IT whatsoever. Grimes, I know I know you like McCallum community, but how does he fare here? 
Well, he's not really believable as an underdog, like Alan was saying. And also, the the first the last two words spoken before Joel McHale comes on screen are barely human. And then, like, <laughs> you see him. It's not like... They could have at least showed the other guy that isn't, you know, leading man handsome. Even though he is, but I'm saying compared to Joel McHale, you know. Yeah. And- it's just kind of weird that he, he's kind of... You know, in community, the smug, handsome guy in a shitty situation works because he's, like, theoretically working his way out of it back to being, like, with all the rest of the smug assholes. Mm-hmm. But this, I mean, like, you're an IT... I don't know. I just didn't get it. Well, he just... In community, he's, like, the stereotype of the leading man. Like, all the monologues and, right, like... Right, they're mocking it, he, too. He takes his shirt off and, like, I still feel inadequate from his shirtless community scenes like he basically like sculpted himself to be a leading man that they can make fun of and he's very much like he's he's probably not as buff as he was in community but just knowing that like that rippled body lays underneath that computer shirt just takes me like completely out of his his being on this episode like so he's not he's not a nerd he's not a man of the people he's a tall muscular good-looking dude college athlete right right he's a college athlete chris o, chris o'dowd is he's not strikingly also, handsome you, well, you can yeah. buy him in that role well like i don't want i don't want to get into like a rut of just comparing the two together to like say why the american one's so bad mm-hmm. but when you're looking at the two roys the chris o'dowd versus joel McHale, the thing about o'dowd is he's got a lot of charisma but he also has that underdog quality to where he always looks like he doesn't have all of his shit together. Right. Whereas yeah, Joel McHale, looks disheveled shit. Exactly. Yeah. Where Joel McHale, like, he always looks like he's in control. He never has a moment where he looks like he's flustered or out of control whatsoever. Right. He always has the perfect comeback, the perfect whatever. You know, he's like the guy for the moment. It's almost- Which is also a big problem here when you're talking about comebacks because they tried to, like, pigeonhole this British humor into the American show. Yeah, yeah. And that does not work at all because the timing is completely gone. <laughs> yeah, so, right. Alan, what do you see as, like, the differences between those two types of deliveries? And why why did it feel out of place, you think, on American television? Like, can you... Is there any examples in the show that you want to bring up? Yeah, I think a lot of it is a good, like... Because if we're looking at this first episode and comparing it to the IT crowd, the, the deal where Joel McHale answers the phone and then says hold please and like never goes back to it mm-hmm. that that's a that is a straight transplant from the british show but when o'dowd does it it is so much more believable because of the way he times it and the way he can just like turn it off and on about like not caring about it to where when you watch joe McHale do it it's just it it feels so phony I don't even know how to describe it. Like it, it makes me cringe to watch him <laughs> do that same like that same joke. Well, when yeah, you're cringing. Where Dow completely sold it. It's like you're cring- it was British humor. You're cringing for a different reason, right? Like in America, you cringe, like you said, because McHale can't really pull it off. And and here we need to be hit over the head with a punchline every like forty five seconds. Whereas, you know, like in the original IT crowd, which I couldn't really make it through more than a couple episodes of, or like The Office, you know, they're okay with awkward and they kind of perfected it. Whereas here we're like, no, I need to laugh and feel good and constantly and, be, and There's you also know. like, there's the laugh track issue. So with the British show, they have that same laugh track, but they almost play it as like the laugh track is a joke in itself. 
okay. Like, and on the American one, they actually play that laugh track as the, okay, here's where you laugh. <laughs> right, right, like the Big Bang Theory so, laugh track. Yeah. So <laughs> exactly. and on the UK version, they're kind of taking the piss out of these laugh exactly. track sitcoms. Yes. Okay. Is it glowing? <laughs> yeah, we're going to need to turn it on. <laughs> well, you just press it. You, you press the button. You press it in. All right, all right. Let's start from the beginning. Do you have fingers? Hello, IT. Yaha. Have you tried forcing an unexpected reboot? There you go. No, there you go. I just heard it come on. No, that's the music you hear when it comes on. No, that's the music you hear. I'm sorry. Um, are you from the past? You see, the drive you, You're the exactly correct. Right. It's just so strange that they chose to. I guess it's. It would be a little stranger today, but in 2007, there were already things like single cam type of comedies, things that were more stylized. And I think that kind of switch would have done a ton to distinguish this ver this version from the original. Like they they transplanted like everything, including the staging. Like it's one thing to take the script and be like, this is a good pilot script. This gets the job done. Let's do it again with right. a new person. But instead, they take both that, the treatment of such pilot script, the staging, the laugh track, without understanding how they even used the laugh track before. It's like this This was in dire need of like a single cam, like Arrested Development style filming treatment. Yeah, yeah. It, it just needed to look different, and it doesn't it look very different boring. at all. And before we go any further, I have to tell you guys that this is getting remade again, or it's at least in huh. development again. Bill Lawrence, who shepherded uh, Scrubs, and was at the head of that for, I think, almost the whole entire time. He, along with two writers from Community, are putting together a multi-camera U.S. version of the show once again. Why? Uh, I, I have no idea, but they, they are trying to do it again. Yeah, so they're, See, they're going for the, it. So here's the, here's the problem, is the reason the IT crowd worked on British TV was... The writer Graham Lynam that wrote the or Lynam that wrote the original, mm -hmm. he had such a acute understanding of how the the IT world operated, and he was able to write these jokes and make them work. Whereas when you look at the U.S. pilot, I don't I don't know if he had anything to do with it. I kind of doubt he did. He but, he will have something to do with the new one, I guess. He did. Okay, send, well, he did send a tweet on. Say, he said that he is involved in some way. Well, then that makes me happy. Yeah, getting because, paid. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like. I feel like his genius is what makes the British one so good because he knows how to write the jokes in the IT world and make them actually work for everyone. Okay, so why does the Office pilot work then? Was NBC just more willing to give the Office a chance because it had Steve Carell, who was kind of a rising star, and it had what they probably assumed was a pretty solid cast? I mean... The Office is basically the same situation where they redid the British one, translated a couple jokes like the Jello thing. Yeah, and I think it's kind of the same, but I think one one big difference you have between the two is you had such a good ensemble cast with The Office just from the get go, right. whereas the IT crowd American version, the Jin character is so terrible. Oh <laughs> god, the Jin from the British IT crowd was not an idiot. She just didn't understand tech. This girl is such an idiot from the American version. Like she has nothing in there to make you like root for her or want to like make her do well in anything. But it, I think it's just got everything to do with the cast on both of those. Why the Office worked and the IT crowd didn't. So why why do we think that 
do do we think Moss just came back because it was a steady paycheck? Like, I thought that why, he had. Why something is he there? I thought he like wrote on it or something on the American um, one. I thought he had something to do with it. He did some interview. I think it was with the Graham Norton show, which is kind of like the British version of the Tonight Show. And right. I, he said something about, okay, I was the only one of the original British cast dumb enough to do it. It was deeply weird. It was a bit like a play where everyone else had left. It was very odd. I understand they are trying it again, and now I'm out there. There's a ch- and now, now that I'm out, there's a chance that it's going to succeed. It was a strange experience. <laughs> okay. You probably just wanted to give America and the acting a shot. I mean, you know, it's yeah. this is a bigger market, and it's Joe McHale and NBC, and you're like, shit, I made it. I finally made it. And then I just one episode. I, I found it so weird for him in particular because I assume that he went through a lot of character growth in the UK version. And he, he really doesn't. Oh, he doesn't? Okay. <laughs> no, no. He, his, the beautiful part about the UK version is that he is this same kind of robotic IT guy that like tries to tries to have humor but at the end of the day really doesn't understand how normal people think like everything's just computer humor so that he's like the he is the straight man to Chris O'Dowd's like I just want to hook up with girls and have a good time kind of deal okay the, the reason I brought that up I, I I thought he would have went through some kind of like personal growth and then he would have yeah. had to go all the way back to zero with the same <laughs> right. character with those no, U, with no, those he's, UK he's the same moss okay well then I guess that doesn't really my point doesn't really fly <laughs> but <laughs> that's pretty funny that he just kind of plays the same character um so I'm, I'm trying to figure out where to move to here next um what do you guys think? Where should we go next here? I've got bullet points if okay. you want me to okay. interject. Sh- shoot out a let's, bullet point here. Let's talk about the terrible Joel McHale pratfall with the <laughs> terrible fake blood on his head. His That <laughs> blood is on his face for a really long time. It's like, it's raspberry jam is what it a is. A lot of blood. <laughs> it was like, it was so much blood. I'm like, buddy, you got a serious head wound. You yeah, really it was distracting. <laughs> it was like, it was distractingly too much blood. Uh, Jen, Jen is the main, Jen is the girl, right? Yes, yes Jessica St. Clair, who plays the wife on yes. Review, one of the best shows that we both love. She is so good on Review, it sucks that she is stuck in, like, this no-win role here. Yeah, and I think it's the, like, the reason why you love her on Review is the reason why she doesn't work in this role, because you, there's nothing really to like about her, she just looks... And, you know, this is, like, good for character actors. That She looks like a vapid suburban wife that would, like, be drinking wine at 11 a.m. And there's just not much to like about her. And, you know, on review, it works. But here, not so much. Mm. What else you got, So another bullet point. Let's talk about how the bit where the boss was telling them they were fired (laughs) or they they weren't fired, just how terrible that bit was. It looked like Scooby-Doo acted out in real life. (laughs) Right. So right. the boss is introduced with kind of like a funny visual gag with his picture yeah. and then pans down to him doing the <laughs> same exact thing. Yeah. I kind of like that. I don't know. I'm trying to remember who the actor was. I, I guess he wasn't really in much else. So, so that is Errol is his name. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a direct take from the British one. That's exactly how the British one opens as well. But the boss on the British series is like super dry and to the point, but kind of an idiot. Whereas this guy, he's just kind of like, he's just hollow. There is no, there's nothing about him at all. Like he's just complete, he's a shell. There's nothing there. So well, I, mean, I think that's kind of, he's kind of mean. 
Like I know yeah. this, uh, he's like you know he banishes her, he banishes her immediately to the basement. But the, yes. that that didn't really get me. Like obviously that's just setting up the show. But he takes their coffee maker, which I thought was a real dick move. How can you do that? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. And you know from the British series that the boss on there is not really mean. He's just an idiot, and he does stupid things because he's an idiot. But okay. he's not mean about it. He just is not smart enough to know that that's not a good thing to do. That's kind of his his role. I think so. I will say that in the end, like, again, I hadn't seen the British version before this. And because of that, I think I was able to like this a little bit more. Like, I know Joe McHale is miscast. Like, that's pretty obvious. But I really did find stuff that I like. Like, I didn't think Jessica St. Clair was that bad. I thought she was kind of a good foil for those two. I thought all the stuff about her computer not being on and the phone not being on, I thought that was good for, like, sitcom like middle America type of humor. Like I even can, when, I can like see even people Mikhail laughing like at that. Runs, like, but when Mikhail runs back into the office, with not the, that part, uh, not okay. that part. <laughs> I, right. I really did enjoy the part where, um, I think, I think it was just Moss was in there and, uh, the delivery he comes in and his delivery of hello is very good. I was just wondering, do you want me to connect up your phone? Hello. <laughs> I was just wondering, do you want me to connect up your phone? Yes, I thought that was very funny, and obviously he knows how to deliver these lines. And I think if this did go to air, I think he probably would have been the breakout star of this show. If it was like an office style, like it gets five seasons or whatever. I hope. Yeah, I, hope, I would just. I, hope really, I would really love for you to watch like at least like a season or two of the British one just to see it. Like you can't help but compare the two when you've seen the British one and how well it works versus mm-hmm. how terrible this one works. Like one of the best jokes in the show was ruined by the girl that plays Jen doing like a terrible spit take. Mm. And that uh, stuff like that just kills me. Absolutely. That's, kills. Me. Going back to what I was saying earlier, though, that's the difference between England and America. Like to translate it to a wide audience here, you have to make everything, you know, lowest common denominator. And every step you get away from the original, like you can get Bill Lawrence and everything on this third attempt at this show, but you know it's going to be terrible because, you know, now it's two steps removed from the good one. And, you know, it's just not a good idea. But (laughs) Hollywood just will do anything that's had any success. They'll just keep milking it until it's dry. But to be devil's advocate here, couldn't an IT crowd today considering the new technology that we're dealing with considering you know companies issue smartphones now and they do this and they do that and obviously the internet is the lifeblood of us as people <laughs> could yeah. could there be some new ground to mine if it if it's some kind of a different visual take maybe maybe shouldn't there be more it people yeah. i mean there's two for a skyscraper first of all like <laughs> well uh, could that help with an ensemble cast <laughs> all right so I'll, I'll go ahead and answer that for you i am i'm one of two sysadmins in a company that has over twenty thousand customers so you know so that's kind well, of normal yeah huh. it's really yeah, normal. Well, they got, that's i do like i do like your approach though grimes we have if you make it on in an ensemble cast you immediately distinguish your distinguish yourself from the original you can build right. out all these different characters and you're less of a slave to those original jokes because you have all these different people you have to work in so they, they need to do something like that if this is ever going to get to air. <clears throat> excuse me get to air i would think <laughs> Um, I, I, I mean, think they I need know. to if it's if they're gonna do it for a US audience, they need to like curve it more towards um do you guys remember the old Saturday Night Live skit with your company's computer guy? Yeah, oh, the sound stuff. Did that. that was yeah. awesome. 
they need to move it more towards that instead yeah. of like the British IT crowd. So you think it think needs to right. be more like absurdist type of humor? Yes. Okay. Yes, Sillier I think that would rather be smart. Yes. I think that it needs to be worked more towards like the office style stuff where it's based pretty much based on character relationships. Like I know that I'm sure in the IT crowd there are those building of relationships, but in the first episode of The Office, you had the Jim and Pam thing. You had the Jim and Dwight thing. You had the Michael and everybody thing, right? You yeah. had all these relationships being built in 20 minutes and they just don't they just don't do that here. And part of it's because sure. of the small cast, but part of it's because they're so they're such slaves to trying to mimic the original that they don't have time to do anything else. And yeah. they, they need, I mean, like w when your big jokes are putting deodorant over the shirt and a, yeah. prat, a prat fall where there's Puns, way too much I mean, blood, <laughs> like it's, it just, it was lazy. It was just lazy. Very lazy. It's, it's a, a lazy, good way to describe it. It's a lazy copy. And I, you know, I will say a couple of things I like the basement being kind of like a nuclear dump. I thought was funny. And I know that's from the original as well, including like the steam coming out of the walls. That's a copy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You know, like just and just simple things in the construction bugged me. I'm already back to the negative. Like, for example, when they're both having conversations at once and the conversations conveniently, they're conveniently listening while the other person's talking and it bounces back and forth. That's just like the sitcom laziness that I can't. That's like the sitcom staginess that I can't handle ever. Yeah. It's just so boring and unreal to me. Yep. I agree. Well, I have to agree. <laughs> there, is there is there nothing positive here? I have a couple positive okay. things if you want. Um, okay. Do a little title talk. I thought the I always am down with like a pixelated uh, montage cool. and some. I like, thought the song kind of fit cool, cool with the show. Oh, the intro. Yeah, yeah. I thought the intro yeah. was well done. Is it's that... taken exactly from the UK pilot. <laughs> oh, is it? <laughs> it is. It is note for note the UK show, I except they changed know. a couple of the characters wow. and made them look a little bit different. Oh my well, god! Okay, so. I, I, not knowing that, I thought that was kind of cool. Joel, and even knowing that, whatever. And Joel, um, Joel McHale even wears the same shirt as O'Dowd in the original, the read the fucking manual um, yeah. shirt. It's just like a different shirt, but with the same initials on it. It's ridiculous how, you know, if they spend if they spend as much time like adding new material and kind of making it 2007 ish in America as they yeah. did to replicating the original, this would have been a success. Like they needed to put that amount of effort into making their yeah. own thing. I agree. <sighs> this is Any bad. other positives? Anybody else have positives? I do. Uh, I have one yeah, more. I thought the montage at the end was pretty funny. I like Which that. Which is the exact replica of the UK show. Of the yeah. UK show. So, yeah. you know, they got a couple things right in their copying, you know. Yeah. That was The beginning funny. and the end. <laughs> that that kind of reminded me of, like, the end of The Hangover. Yeah, it which, was funny. Which I thought was a really good credit sequence. Oh, you know what? Um... I, I do. I like the story. Of course, again, it's a copy. I like the Florida story um, about the hookers. Yeah. I enjoy yeah. the line in the end. They only charged us half, but we did have to pay for all the rides. Yeah, that was. Pretty <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought that was good. Um, I think the ending, as you know, I think the ending as a whole is pretty well staged. Like just from a plotting perspective, I thought it was like a nice turn for the episode uh, narratively. And I, I know again that was the same, but. I'll, I'll give. I'll, I'll, then, I'll just like, give credit to the to the to the UK pilot in the process of dissing this one. Yeah, here's the thing. Like Joel ruins it so much, though. He's because very the over the that, top. The thing that makes the UK one work is when Moss and Roy are talking to each other, which is Chris O'Dowd and Richard O'Dowd. When they're talking to each other about stuff like that story, 
the way Moss delivers and the way um, O'Dowd like reacts to it is amazing. Those yeah. two are the ensemble of that show. There are yeah. some like, there are some extra beats after he tells the story. Like he gets in his face and he's like, "What story did you tell them?" And the, the Mikael yeah. thing, he just jumps right to the freakout. There's no like. Um, and he's There's angry. No like, Mikhail's angry, whereas O'Dowd is like, oh, my God. Like, he's worried. <laughs> That's a big difference, too. It is. Yeah, it is. From watching it, the last bullet point I have is, everything is just mean, and there's no humor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, thought, kind of I thought there was no humor. Like, I was waiting to laugh, and I waited all the way till the end. Yeah. Yep. I also like the line, I'll see you at the Christmas party. And then she responds, but that's not for months. That was funny as the elevator is closing. Oh, Mm. you guys have unisex bathrooms like Allie McBeal. It's funny. It's funny that we're still dealing with that issue. Like we we haven't just made like we haven't made unisex bathrooms just a thing at this point. We're still dealing with that issue all across the country. Um, So I thought that was funny that they mentioned that, and also Allie McBeal. We should do that. We should do that show. I uh, I've never seen it before. Have you guys seen Allie McBeal? No. Oh yeah. Yeah, I grew um, up with it. <laughs> yeah, I did not. Um, the, the doofus boss, we talked about him. Uh, Joel McHale's going to fight a girl. I know that that's from the original, but... It is, yeah. 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 So uh, basically everything here is from the original. I don't everything think the, good uh, and bad. <laughs> I don't think the hot ear spritzer joke is from the original because it's too terrible to even have it. Like, <laughs> Oh, yeah, he sprays that hot ear stuff at the end of the story segment yeah well it was it came from earlier because he said like he gets a hot ear when he's gossiping or something that's weird so he's got a water spritz it was just weird it didn't work well they're barely human except for the the model like looks of joel mccall (laughs) (laughs) uh okay so um just a few more details here it actually was they ordered a whole season of this show um in the 2006 2007 season excuse me it was picked up four series at the at the mid-season and it was going to air from mid-season on so not not really a whole one maybe like 13 episodes and it according to the hollywood reporter was a casualty of the network's 2007 regime regime change and Mm. the show did not they didn't quite spark to it as they did the office Um, Mm. i believe this was nbc chief ben silverman who saved us from this and uh yeah so the series was like all revved up and ready to go and then they just didn't like the pilot and they canned it and that comes again from the hollywood reporter and again they're making another one so this this should be interesting (laughs) well sometimes executives you know even a broken clock is right twice a day (laughs) yeah the the new one has a pilot commitment so we'll at least see some casting uh the the community alums that are involved are neil goldman and garrett donovan i've I don't know which writers those are. I apologize to them. Um, so yeah, I guess I guess that's about it. <laughs> can we like? Can you guys watch the British one though and have me back on at some point in time so we can discuss yeah. it? Yeah, I, th- I think I, we can. Yeah, I'd be down be to fun. do that. I um, like I said, I've I like Chris O'Dowd. He was also on a show called FM that was really good. Hmm. Um, but. I, I just couldn't get into it. I don't know. Maybe I wasn't in the right mood or something. Are, are, maybe having seen this, I'll watch that and look Alan, at it differently. Alan, do you think we're getting a, not like a neutered version of the British episodes, but are we getting like a, a if if the UK version didn't quite understand its own tone type of thing? Mm-hmm. Okay. So 
Well, I think maybe the thing that we're getting, are you talking about like the difference between the UK versus the US? Yeah, as far in, as I... in terms of like, what didn't the US understand about the UK's tone? Like, what weren't they able to translate, I guess? I, I think we kind of discussed this I think earlier. They just, but... Yeah, I think they just didn't understand British humor at all. And they don't understand that to take that British, you, you can't really take British humor and put it in front of American audiences either. Nope. No, it's impossible. So you have to do something like what The Office did and work on your ensemble and get the humor going between them rather than try to just take jokes and like do a facsimile of them for a U.S. audience because right, it's just, not going to work. All you're doing is taking away the accent. Right. I'm ar- <laughs> it doesn't work. I'm already imagining a, a new episode in this new series that they're doing where the boss, the boss's phone is hacked. And the hacker is going to uh, disseminate his um, unsavory photos, and the IT crowd has to come to the rescue. I'm I'm already imagining huh. this episode. So it's a, it's a good plot. It if, works. If, if they take the idea, just know you heard it here first. Okay. <laughs> um, so we're gonna finish today with a little round of the IMDb game. You guys know how it goes. Um, we'll have our scoreboard ready soon for, with all the people that have guested so far. I think we have like three or four scores so far. Yeah. Uh, the high score is in the high 30s, Alan, just to let you know. Jesus. So if you can beat that. Not an easy game. No. Yeah, no, no I can't. I can already tell you. Don't give up on yourself. That's the kind of confidence that like, Joel McHale should have on this show. <laughs> they should just cast me for the reboot. <laughs> yes, they should. So, first one the IT crowd at US. We always start with the one that we were discussing. So, go ahead. What do you think? Um. I'm going to say Joel McHale is probably top. Joel McHale is fourth. Because it, it goes by alphabetical order, and they, oh. all, they, they all did one episode. Jesus. All right. So you get two points there. We're going to move on to the IT crowd UK. Uh, I'm going to say Iowati is going to be top. Iowati is second. That is, so down. That is four. So that's a pretty good score, though. Second's a good score. Uh, yeah, O'Dowd was first, Iowati, and then Jen Barber, Catherine Parkinson. Okay, yep. so in the boss in the UK version, his name is Douglas Reinholm. Yeah, He's Reinholm. Yep. Played, played it's by, Reinholm Industries. Yep. Played by Matt Berry. Okay, so next up, we're going to go on the McHale thread, and we are going to do community. Um, Keep it simple. Yeah, I'm going to say Joe McHale. Plus five, so you get another guess. Who's your second? Um, and I, I warn you that if you remember, they did have a couple more seasons where not everyone survived to all six seasons, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I know who my first one I was going to say is, but I'm not going to say it because I think it's wrong. <laughs> um, <laughs> man, I can't think of her name, though. So, oh, man, why can't I think of her name? I can't think of her name, so I got to say Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase is out of there. He did 85 episodes out of 110. You were thinking of Jillian Jacobs, probably. That's who I was thinking of, yeah. That's what I thought. Okay, so on the Jillian Jacobs thread, we are moving on to a show called Love. It's a Netflix series. And uh, go ahead. I have no idea. I don't know what that is. (laughs) (laughs) Well, based on my context clues, the Jillian Jacobs thread, who would be hopefully in the top five? Uh, Jillian Jacobs. Plus five, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and you, I would assume you don't know anymore. 
No, what is that? What is that show? Uh, it, it's, it. a, it's a show on Netflix. It's about it's Paul, good. Yeah, Paul Rust and Jillian Jacobs star, and it is uh, basically a story about their relationship through ten to thirteen episodes. It's very funny. Boring. Let's go to next. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next, next up is an animated show called called uh, Bob's Burgers. Oh man. Do you know uh, any any of the voices here? I don't watch Bob's Burgers, but Damn. I should know at least who's on it because there, there is I know you guy, guys are all obsessed with it. Yeah, there is a, one guy who Just is... name a, a hipster comedian and you'll yeah. probably yeah. get some <laughs> points. <laughs> oh, Jesus. There is, there is one pretty common voice actor in the cast. If you just throw a voice actor out there, you might nail it, but... Who does other animated series, maybe? Yeah, but other than that, you might be in trouble. Mike, does Mike Judge have anything to do with it? Mike no. Judge does not. <sighs> All right, we'll move on. This one might not be any easier for you. It is a this is the tough one that I picked. <laughs> it's an HBO show called Rome. Oh I, shit! I vaguely man. remember Rome. Yeah. Okay, Rome. Any any guesses? Uh, it was the guy that had cancer. I can't think of his name. <laughs> Wasn't there a dude that had cancer that had to drop out of the show? Guy with cancer is not listed. I know. They replaced him with another actor, though. And I, don't, I don't know what his name is. All right, well, let's move on. The, Kevin McKidd, who I've never heard of, and Ray Stevenson, who played the Punisher once in a blue moon. Hmm. All right. Next up is a show that's airing right now in its second season. It's called Mr. Robot. Do you, have you seen Mr. Robot? I uh, haven't, but I should. Every I've got five coworkers that all tell me I need to watch it every day, and I just haven't seen it yet. There is one 90 star in Mr. Robot that you might be able to nail. Uh, Kiefer Sutherland, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> is he not in it? I no. thought he was in it. It's uh, Christian Slater. <laughs> oh, Christian Slater. It's the other Kiefer Sutherland. I got So that. close. So close. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> On the same thread of the IT crowd, next up is the Big Bang Theory. Oh. Do you know any of the Big Bang Theory cast members? Yeah. Um, the this tall is, dude from Freaks and Geeks. What the hell is his name? This is Grimes. This no, he's not in it. Don't say that. He's not in this. No, that's the dude from How I Met Your Mother, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, Grimes' favorite show. <laughs> Is it really? No, we use it as a our go-to as a piece of shit show. <laughs> yeah, the it Big is. Big Bang Theory is sort of our low bar. It's 211 episodes so far. Two I'm people just, have I'm just been gonna on 211. The- the dude whose character's name is Sheldon, I don't know his name. I don't care what his name okay, is, but <laughs> we'll give you we'll give you three out of a possible four points. His name is Jim Parsons. Okay. Okay, so this is a Cameron Crowe show that it just finished its first season, I believe. It's called Roadies. Roadies, yeah. I'll give you a hint. Uh-huh. It's one of the Wilson brothers. Mm. <laughs> so take your guess. <laughs> <laughs> we're not talking beach boys right it's not like brian no. wilson yeah it's, it's brian wilson because yeah. <laughs> he had a brother that died so i don't think it's that one one of the Up brand, hummer, brian wilson <laughs> one of the wes anderson branded wilson brothers um we'll say luke wilson luke plus five ah nice Luke's my right. favorite wilson brother just really as a side note. yeah i love me some luke wilson wait how many wilson brothers are there just two, right? Just, well, I mean, there's a third Wilson brother that's on. He kind of showed up in the earlier movies. Oh, like Bottle Rocket and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think all all the Wilson brothers are in Bottle Rocket, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. So who's who's the better anyway. Wilson, like filmography wise? Who who has the? Uh, oh, Owen has better movies. Owen, yeah. Okay. Owen, all just because way. he has a lot. Like Luke's been in like ten movies total. That's true. That's true. Luke was in that movie. I think it's called 
was Luke in that movie Identity, where they're like stuck in a motel, or was that somebody else? Luke. That was that's Luke? John Cusack. Oh, John Cusack. Luke was in some like motel movie. There's like a whole genre of motel movies. I don't well, know. Luke was Luke was also in Behind Enemy Lines, right? That... No, that's Owen. <laughs> oh, is... Luke no, was Luke in Wilson. Idiocracy. That's his pinnacle. Yes, Idiocracy. He was in. I'm looking at it right now. He. Oh, was... is Luke the cool one? All right. Yeah, Luke's see. the cool one with brown hair. Owen is the douche with oh, the broken nose. Oh, I got him. I don't. Yeah, I had him back. I had him mixed up. Do you? Yeah, uh, yeah. Luke makes a really nice appearance in the X Files as a sheriff, and yes. um, it's like this thing where Mulder and Scully are telling the story from different perspectives. And, yes. Like, Luke is horrific in one and like really handsome in the other. Also, Bad blood. Yeah, that. Oh, I love that episode. Oh, did you, I didn't mean did to you say anything really, negative about Owen Wilson, by the did way. Did you just really name the actual episode, or were you looking it up? No, I, yeah, I saw it on the screen, but <laughs> okay. no, I remember the episode because it's the pizza delivery vampire man. I thought I thought you like knew the exact episode. He was also an anchor yeah. man. That '70s show, Three Ten to Yuma. He's been in a lot of stuff. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So roadies, you got that plus five, and let's move on to our last one. It's uh, my so-called life. Mm. Oh, that's um. Uh, oh, geez. Claire Danes. Claire Danes ding, ding. is third. So oh, what? Sorry. Get out of here. <laughs> Damn. All right, it let's... is her so-called life. How you is love she doing third? that to people. I know. I love fucking people over. Um, also, Jared Leto was sixth. So I'm glad you didn't name it. Sixth? That. What yeah. the fuck? So 16 and 19, 24 and 27. That's a pretty good score. Pretty That's good a score. noble but, uh, score. That's a Who's noble number score. one on my so-called life? Uh, I believe, oh, uh, it's Bess Armstrong. Who? Friend. Because they are all in 19 episodes and she is an A. Uh, oh. Yeah. Wow. Sorry. But <laughs> on the IT Crowd British version, Chris O'Dowd was number one, even though um, Richard there has an A last name. So again, yeah. IMDb just really likes to fuck our players over, which is mm -hmm. okay because I, I get to hear the frustration. <laughs> that's what yep. I. That's what I really want. Anything else today, guys? No, just thanks for coming on, Alan. It was nice having somebody on with a very in-depth perspective on the differences between British and American. I could kind of assume what they were going to be going into this, but it's good yeah. to have some confirmation and some facts. Yeah, and it's good to thanks, have somebody yeah. that is an IT guy. Yes, a because true, real guy. You kind of slammed yourself in saying that Joel McHale was too confident. Now we know no, that, he, that you are underconfident. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. I will, I will take that to the grave, man. There's no way that any IT person could be Joe McHale. Period. I do have a question for you. How many times a day do you say, "Did you try restarting"? Uh, it's often that you know <laughs> they got that so right on that show. Yeah. Did you try turning it off and on again? That's all the time. If you think about it, most computer errors are fixed by like a restart, though. Pretty much. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like if you much. just give it a chance to breathe, I've saved my computer multiple times. Or just uh, like wait a function. second, and don't try to do fifty-five things at once and freak out when it doesn't all work. You know? Are Are you a Mac or a PC guy, Alan? I don't really have a preference. I mean, I, I use PC most of the time, but I'm cool with either. Grimes, are you officially a Mac guy for life? Um, well, at work, I'm PC and at home, oh. I'm Mac. So I, I'm well versed. And I don't, I mean, you know, I'm Mac for life, like in real life, but. Yeah. Uh, well, that would definitely be a plot point of the new show. 
Uh, let's wrap this up. This has been Pilot Study episode number 30. Alan, where can they find the Vinyl Crawl podcast, and what's your upcoming episode going to be about? Um, that's a great question. I think the upcoming episode is going to be... Let's see. We just did My Morning Jacket Okanokos. Oh, nice. Trying to think what the next one is. We've already got it recorded and in the can, but I can't remember which one it is. You'll have to just tune in to find out. But you can go to tvcpod.com. Yeah, it is going to be a record. Um, <laughs> I, actually, I know what it is. It is, uh, I believe, Television Live at the Old Waldorf. I think mm. a 1977 live television album. That's going to be what it is. And if people um, don't get the concept of the show, it's one beer, one record, every show, about a half hour. Yes, and this season's all live records, so every all album we do is a live one. Grimes, hit us with your plugs, bro. Okay, well, I'm still plugging that 09 uh, technology known as Twitter. Okay. At underscore Grimes John. That's it, man. Do we want to do an episode of looking at lenses real quick? Doesn't, um, doesn't Richard have some glasses? He has some good lenses. I mean, I like them. Okay, let's. Uh, I gotta bring it up on Google. Look, uh, Alan, looking at lenses is um, basically our glasses analysis mini podcast. And uh, whenever a character is wearing glasses on a show, we feel like we have to give them a, rate, break a, it down. a, a rating of some kind. So uh, uh, Richard here, or sorry, excuse me, Maurice Moss, aka Moss, has some thick black rim glasses. Now, yep. what would you guys rate this on? Let's say a ten is O'Dowd's performance in the Amsterdam scene of the UK version. And zero is Joel McHale's pratfall. And anywhere <laughs> in between can uh, relate to an, episode, or an event in the show. So where are we ranking Moss's glasses? I'm going to say a solid eight. Solid because eight. Wow. his glasses have to do with his hairstyle. like They kind of go together. So it's all one thing. I think they, I think they frame his face very well. He's a very... like. Like especially, it's like Texas. It looks like Texas. First off, he's a really good director. He's done two. Does look like Texas. (laughs) He's done two really good movies. Um, I just wanted to point that out as well. So he's a super talented guy. But yeah, I do enjoy that the glasses actually relate to the hair. Grimes, you're the expert here. What do you think? Well, um, as a glasses wearer, um, I think that for men, like there's a a trope where if a woman takes off her glasses, she becomes hotter. I think sometimes for dudes. Slap a pair of glasses on, especially black rims. You look smart. You look handsome. You look a little bit more distinguished. I think it works for him and the character. A little bit nerdy, but cool. Um, 07 is about the time when this shit started to get mainstream, you know, looking like a nerd and shit. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's good. I like him. I give him a 10. I give him a full odowd performance i'm gonna give him an eight and a half because yeah it makes it it improves his appearance which is, which is a clear rarity you got to give it up for that okay so um this is the end i think well no actually this isn't the end we're gonna do one more mini episode of unaired it's gonna be maybe like 15 minutes or so but we're going to do a combination of uh 30 rock the rachel drash version and we're going to attempt to talk about as much as we can the kanye pilot <laughs> So um, we're going to finish up Unaired Month next week, and then we will be getting into some very special anniversary episodes. We'll have some, some more cool guests, and we'll, we'll be hitting things like, um, I believe, Friday Night Lights, 10th anniversary, ALF, 20-year um, anniversary? No, 30-year anniversary. ALF's got to be 30, man. Yeah. yeah, that's going way back. Yeah, that's so we, yeah, so we've got a bunch of anniversary episodes that are kind of going to line up with the launch of the fall TV season, and then once fall hits... 
Um, we'll be busy with all kinds of new shows and oldies alike. So stay tuned for all that. Thank you, Alan. Thank you, Grimes. And of course, this has been Pilot Study, episode number 30. Thank you. Can you talk to Kenny a little bit? Kanye. I'm oh, sorry? Kanye. Oh, I'm from Ohio. We say Kenny. That's how we pronounce it. Well, I don't care where you're from. You pronounce my name Kanye. Oh, okay. Let's go. Kanye. 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 Yeah, okay. Like Kanye Rogers. I learned in the same. Who's your favorite right here? You never know what show they're gonna talk about, but they're only gonna talk about the first one. And that's the premise behind Pilot Study.